from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan on a Tuesday. I'm Tim Donnelly. Again, joining us today, Graham Hill sitting in for Dennis. Dennis should be back at least for a day tomorrow. It's also still Sin City Skate Away giveaway time. Sin City Skate Away, right at the top or close to the top of every hour, we give you a word. It's a keyword that is good for one hour. Our 3 o'clock keyword in our Sin City Skate Away that is good to text in until 4 is free. F-R-E-E. This is all sponsored by Park MGM Las Vegas, Newcomen Company, and Buffalo Brothers. This hour's word is free. F-R-E-E. That's also the cost to you for uh, if you win this this uh, giveaway, this skate away. It's the cost of you for round-trip tickets for two to Vegas, uh, tickets to see Carolina and Vegas play. Um, you also get $400 in food credits. You also get a luxurious room at the Park MGM Vegas, and that would all come to you for free. F-R-E-E. Text FREE to 919-860-5326 and enter for your chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas. See Carolina and hockey play. Uh, Carolina play hockey against Vegas. Uh, the keyword is FREE, 919-860-5326. You have until 4 o'clock to send in FREE. Then there will be another keyword coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Let's talk Panthers, shall we? Just like David Tepper could pay me for FREE, to do play calling for the Carolina Panthers at this point in the season. I, th- I think um, there would be quite a few people that would step up for that price. Frank Reich refuses to confirm that Thomas Brown is going to remain the offensive play caller. He had two chances, two talking to the media, two availabilities to say Thomas Brown is going to remain the offensive play caller. He needs to say Thomas Brown will remain the offensive play caller. He needs to confirm and even if he confirms it today or if he confirms it tomorrow, he should have confirmed it as early as humanly possible. I'll tell you why after we hear from Frank himself. Here he is talking to the media, Frank Reich, on if he plans on making any significant changes. Um, you know, we're still evaluating, you know, the lineups. There, there are no coaching changes. Um, you know, still evaluating the, you know, the lineup, you know, and talking about, you know, how do we, is it a rotation thing? Do we want to rotate some guys more or less or make any changes? Um, honestly, those discussions are every week because we do feel good about, you know, some positions where we have some depth um, and you want to get a chance to get a look at guys who you think are playing at a high level, not just to get a look at them, but you think can play winning football so and give guys opportunities. All right, let's take a step back here. That's a lot of evaluation before deciding if you're going to make any significant changes. I I was on uh, WRAL News this morning, right? Their their news morning show. And Ken Thomas, who interviews me once a week, every Tuesday to talk Panthers football. Uh, We we jump on and we break it down, what happened the previous week. Uh, He asked me for... He actually kind of pulled the okie doke on me because I I know right we I go on once a week I know the 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 rundown um, I know he likes to start with something positive 
right? Usually a quite like, you know, it's morning news, right? Hey, let's not start everyone's day on a downer. Yeah. He goes, give You're us, already stuck in traffic. Give give me something to be uh to be to be positive about. Give me something optimistic about the Panthers. So going into our conversation today, I had Emir Smith Marset's punt return in my back pocket, right? As soon as he asked me for a positive, boom, I was gonna hit him with the punt return. Say, hey, special teams made a play. He phrases the question with, other than Amir Smith-Marset's punt return, oh, no. what do you have to be positive about? And I was like, oh, no, abort, abort, right? This this parachute is just a knapsack. Uh, but my pivot was, right, because, you know, in this business, got to think on your feet. I said, well, actually, maybe being that bad and that ridiculed on national television on a Thursday night game where you have a long week until your next game could be a catalyst for changes that need to happen, right? Uh, you, go ahead. I was just going to say, against the Chicago Bears team, whose record is equally as worse as yours. Exactly. A team that owns your first-round pick, and those jokes were happening, and playing with an undrafted rookie free agent, and those jokes were happening. Maybe it would finally, or maybe not even finally, maybe it would give them another reason to experiment, to try, to do something different. Then it's like, hey, you plan on any making or on making any significant changes? Well, we gotta. We we're still in the process of. We got. I almost want them to say yes. We're making significant changes. What those are, we're still working on. But I guarantee you, changes are coming because what we're doing right here isn't good enough. One of the things that should not be on the table for significant changes. One of the only things that should not be on the table for significant changes is the offensive play caller. Here's Frank Reich on if Thomas Brown, their offensive coordinator, who took over play calling just a couple games ago, is going to continue to call plays for the offense. I uh, no, have not totally you know, dialed that in. You know, Pretty much, what, as I've said, we've been collaborative um, in much of what we do. I'm still evaluating the whole thing. And so, you know, and how it actually is going to function or not. But... Um, is there a chance you might be more collaborative than you have been the last few weeks? You know, I, I just I'm really just thinking the whole thing through. First of all, like however we've done the play calling, who's ever been doing the play calling, we haven't performed as an offense. So let me just make that point clear. First of all, um, as I look towards you know now the last half of the season, um, what's the best what's the best dynamic and why? Um, any decision that's ultimately made is, um, you know, is just going to be based on that one pure factor. So that's how we'll approach it. Oh, I just can't with the, you know, and, uh, uh, well, I like how he says, let me be clear. And the clear, he forgot about the clear. He was, let me be, uh, let me be clear. I agree that the offense has not looked better under Thomas Brown than it did under Frank Reich. At times, it's looked worse. Agreed. They did win a game, but with context, the offense still didn't really get it going. I can't emphasize this enough. Let me be clear. You can't go back. You made the decision to switch. That is a point of no return situation. That is a point of no return decision. The offense needs to have confidence in the play calls. They need to have confidence in who's making the play calls. How can you be confident if you have seen it be so bad that the play caller got benched by the play caller? 
You Frank have to live Reich, and die by that by, at this point. Frank Reich benched himself. Now he's going to bring himself back and expect the team to be all in? No. At least with Thomas Brown, you can you can hide behind, well, he's still getting his footing, right? It's only been a couple weeks. He's going to improve. This is his first time doing that. You can't be confident in Frank Reich's calls. You already said his calls, his play calls aren't worthy. And what is it always about? Bryce Young. What is it always about? What's best for for Bryce Young? And guess what is best for Bryce Young? Consistency. Consistent voice. He needs one voice in his head so that he can start predicting what the play caller is thinking and what they want from him on each play. Translation is bad. All right, well, when Coach Reich called this play, this is what he was looking for, but Coach Brown is a little bit different. Play clock violation. It needs to be consistent. You made the choice to go to Thomas Brown. Now you live in it. You made your bed. Now you lay in it. And the other thing is this waffling is hurting the confidence of everybody. Well, we might stick with him. I don't know. We got to evaluate. Let me be clear. There's nothing clear. I might be collaborative. How collaborative? Well, that's a discussion for another day. And now you have Thomas Brown going, wow, he doesn't have confidence in me. Let me shake my ego. And, And also the team is saying, wow, he doesn't have confidence in Thomas Brown. Why should we have confidence in Thomas Brown? And there's just a, a, a travesty of confidence all over the place in a sport that is all about confidence. Receivers have to run their routes as if they're going to be open on every play. Quarterbacks have to snap the ball out, step into it, throw it with decisiveness as if the play call is going to work. You hear about throwing somebody open, anticipating the window. If you don't trust the play caller, you don't anticipate the window because you're going, I don't trust him to know there's going to be a window there. So you do what people call waiting for college open, right? In college, you wait till you see a guy open, then you throw it. In the NFL, you have to throw it anticipating that the play is going to get somebody open by the time the ball gets there. Frank Reich, the first time he was posed the question, needed to scoff at the question. Is Thomas Brown going to continue to be your play caller? What kind of question is that? Of course he's going to be our play caller. He's been doing it for two weeks, three weeks. Him and Bryce are, I mean, they're just getting to know each other's style. Of course he's going to be the play caller. Next question. That's the only way to handle that. He's had two chances to do it. Broncos beat the Bills last night. The The game was equal parts. Crazy, sad, fascinating. And it reached us in many ways. First of all, good night for players that played their college ball, at least in part in North Carolina. Russell Wilson, NC State, we know that complicated history. We should point out when his uh when his the graphic was put up on the screen, it just said Wisconsin. It didn't say NC State. There was no whole pack of Badgers, or whatever he says. Uh, but he, I mean, Russell is kind of the king of. I don't know if it's looked good all year, but his stats are pretty good. And Denver's making a little bit of a turnaround. All of a sudden, when you're saying let let Russ cook, it's starting to look like a sirloin with the lobster on the side and maybe you know, not that but at least it's not microwaved yeah it's not uh, microwave it's, it's there's not something there's meal. pots <laughs> out there's 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 pots and pans being used javante williams scored obviously north carolina product university of north carolina uh jaquan mcmillan ecu gets a fumble recovery and four or five tackles so so the state of north carolina's college is well represented all for uh denver by the way then there's the other side and and right the 
the NFL world is a small world. Okay, everybody knows everybody. It's all connected, so it's it's very rare when something of of note happens. When when uh, you know something with with big time ramifications happens, that it doesn't hit close to home in some way. The Bills played some some bad football on offense. Lots of turnovers, uh, lack of execution. Some plays were there that they didn't hit. There was a lot to be desired. Here's their quarterback, Josh Allen, pretty much saying just that. Sucks. Shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Um, it's a lot of bad football. 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 Yeah, I'll agree. I will agree. And you know who else probably agrees? Uh, Ken Dorsey. Probably thought that was a lot of bad football. He probably didn't think it was his fault, though. At least not entirely. He was the offensive coordinator of the Bills last night. He's no longer the offensive coordinator of the Bills. Ken Dorsey was fired after the game. Now here's where things start to to spread, right? Here's that spidering, that 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 the tentacles getting all the way here to Carolina. Ken Dorsey was the Panthers quarterbacks coach from 2013 to 2017, and some thought he was the one that got away, right? He was the quarterbacks coach in Buffalo during the rise of Josh Allen. Learning from Brian Dable, who took the head coaching job in, in New York with the Giants, and then Dorsey stayed back to continue running that offense. And and as we've seen with the Carolina Panthers, and as everyone that's followed any team in the NFL knows very, very well, it is very, very difficult to develop a quarterback. So if you had a part in taking Josh Allen from the guy that threw more interceptions and touchdowns his rookie year, from the guy that came out of Wyoming as a project and became an MVP candidate, that makes you very valuable on the open market. And and the Panthers were looking around going, maybe we should have kept Ken Dorsey. Maybe not anymore. Right? He couldn't keep the the Josh Allen turnover safe train rolling he was a turnover guy then he wasn't now he's back to being a turnover guy since brian dable left here's chris canty you can hear every morning on our, our morning show here on 99.9 the fan unsportsmanlike that's the name of the show chris canty talks about josh allen i think it's clear and obvious based on what we've seen the last two years and what we saw last night that josh allen can no longer be considered an elite quarterback i mean it's joe burrow it's pat mahomes and then it's the next tier Josh Allen is not with those other two guys at the top of the quarterback pantheon. He's just not. He's not even in the second tier. He's not in the second tier. I'm sorry. He's not. You can't turn the ball over this much. Here's what he is. Okay, he's still a really good quarterback, right? We've seen him do it. Uh, Being reactionary isn't going to help anything. And just saying, oh, my gosh, do you see that game? He still leads the NFL in touchdown passes. He also leads the NFL in interceptions. We know he can be good. We just know he can also throw the ball away. Uh, here's what he is. He's situational. He needs the right coach. He needs somebody like maybe a Brian Dable that scares him a bit. Brian Dable will yell at you. Go go on, on Twitter right now and just type in Brian Dable, read his lips. You're just going to get a host of videos of quarterbacks jogging off to the side of the field, and he's facing them, and uh, if you read his lips – you find out what he's saying, and he's not saying, hey, great job, happy to have you on the team. He's saying things that are much more uh, mean than that. And guess what? 
his coaching style got Josh Allen to stop turning the ball over. He left. Ken Dorsey seems like more of a player's coach, which you can be as a quarterback's coach, not as a coordinator. And Josh Allen isn't reacting the same. Right when Ken Dorsey was the uh, the quarterbacks coach for Cam Newton, you you know the type of relationship Cam Newton has with people. Can't help but like him. Can't help but be his friend. So Ken Dorsey got away. Maybe it wasn't as bad of a decision as you thought. And now, guess who takes over? In an element of inception from former Carolina Panthers offense, Ken Dorsey walks out. Joe Brady steps up. The former Panthers offensive coordinator under Matt Rule from 2020 to 2021 until he was let go. For a hot second, he was the new hot thing for a couple minutes, a quick couple minutes after jumping to the Panthers from LSU, and it went downhill from there. You know what this tells me? What's that? No, there are so, so very few people that actually know what they're doing when it comes to developing quarterbacks. Hmm. That was going to be my question that I asked you. Do you think this really changes anything about Josh Allen's style of play? I think, I, I mean, he protects the ball better when Brian Dable is there. I think that much is, is obvious. Ken Dorsey, whatever, like, actually, this is a lesson for when you're developing quarterbacks, right? What, what do I say all the time? A smart person learns from their own mistakes. A wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Sure. So if you're the Panthers and you're looking at a long road of developing your own quarterback, Bryce Young, you're looking at what's going on in Buffalo. What can you learn from their mistakes? Ask yourself, what was Brian Dable providing Josh Allen that Ken Dorsey was not providing? And then ask yourself, is that something we can provide for Bryce Young? And to be completely honest with you, right, uh, obviously Ken Dorsey is calling the the same offense, right? They use the same terminology, the same basic concepts because he spent time under Brian Dable and only an idiot would look at the way the Buffalo Bills offense was running under Brian Dable and say, hey, I want to change up everything. I want to mix it up. This is all going to be new. I'm so smart. I'm going to change. No, he's going to run similar concepts, similar core values. I think it's temperament. I think it's temperament. I did have I if I explained the bear or the hare here, it's one of my favorite like coaching Aesop's fables, right? It's 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 one of a wide receivers coach when I was in college uh, explained it to me. He goes, some guys are motivated by the bear, some guys are motivated by the hare, and and what that told me, what or what he explained it as, was in this uh, analogy, every player is a fox. Okay, and we're out in the wilderness, right? We're out in the the place where the 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 forest creatures live. And he said, some foxes, fox, run their fastest when they are chasing a hare, when they are chasing a rabbit that they need to eat, right? And some fox run their fastest when they are being chased by a bear that wants to eat them. In coaching standpoint, that is, some athletes uh, perform the best when you say, hey, great job. Come here. I want to talk to you. We need to fix this. And some athletes perform the best when you call them names we can't say on radio after a mistake. It's a coach's job to figure out which one each player is. Josh Allen, very obviously, if you're not willing to yell at him after a turnover, the guy turns it over too much. Brian Dable will dress you down in front of your teammates if you turn it over. 
Ken Dorsey gives you a high five after a touchdown pass. If I had to guess, and I'm not in the room, right? I'm, I'm not there 100% of the time, so I can't say it with 100% certainty. If I had to guess, Josh Allen is somebody that's motivated by the bear chasing him. So my, my directive to the Carolina Panthers that they can learn is find out what makes Bryce Young tick. Is he motivated by uh, being coached hard and wanting to prove the, the hard-o, the try-hard coach wrong? Or is he motivated by someone that puts his hand, arm around him and says, hey, I know you were trying hard. That mistake is tough. Let's go over here and figure it out together. Figure that out, then get the right coaches around him. If I'm hiring the offensive coordinator for the, the, the Bills next, I'm getting somebody that has the same temperament as, as Brian Dable. If I'm hiring whoever's next for the, the Panthers, assuming that they're going to make change-ups in this offseason, I'm looking for whoever I think fits best with the motivation needed for Bryce Young's personality. That's what you can learn from a game like last night.